Hello everybody, welcome along to episode 13 of the Precision Unloaded Podcast. It's uh, Mark and Graham here again and we have a guest this time. We have Mr. Michael Wilkie, uh, currently um, winning or, or podiuming in nearly everything he enters in the uh, practical rifle uh, events around the North Island anyway. Um, it's good to actually have a guest instead of just be me and Mark talking about standard, the, the, same, <laughs> the same junk we normally talk about. But uh, yeah, um, welcome along. Well, thanks, mate. And uh, hopefully we can, people can learn something or or, um, or take an interest in it anyway. How are you, Mike? Am I, Mark, sorry? <laughs> sorry I guess you, you are here. I don't know I am already. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Mark. <laughs> My imminent sacking. Yeah. <clears throat> it's fine, I'm ready for it. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, just been away doing a bit of uh, red deer hunting, so it's good. The weather was played ball and the deer did as well, so... Got a fair bit for the um, for the freezer. Um, other than that, no, no. Any stags about? Yeah, we got a couple, um, eight pointer and a six pointer. So nice. Um, a couple of the eaters. One of the stags be a bit tough, but anyway, it's all going to sausages. So yeah, yeah, yeah. My rule wasn't that successful. Anyway, um, what about you? You shot anything, Mike? Got a high last weekend just oh, yeah. for, a, for a friend's wedding, but that's really about it. Big Not zero, nice. big zero pointer. Big zero pointer. Yep, nice. Three nice. years old. Yep. Bit of log development, and that's really about it. Otherwise, steel today and yesterday. Steel. Yeah, cool. So, so this this one we've actually got like a little few questions we've pre um pre written for for Mike, so there should be some structure to it. No doubt we'll sort of wander um wander off on each thing and find other things to talk about, but um yeah, it should be. Hopefully interesting, and um, again, you're, you're sort of beating us in competitions, so it's, it'll be good to see what your methods are and, and, and how you sort of get it done and practice, etc. Um, yeah, other than that, I think we might as well kick off the uh, call it interview. What do you reckon, Mark? Yeah. What was your last shoot you did? It was... The Hunter match. The Hunter match. pre pre yeah. Yes. No, no, no. He, no, he shot day two of RTD. So my last proper shoot was RTD day one. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Which was a good yeah. show. February. Yep. So February, yeah. Practical. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Being our second note, any of a guest, we'll be more organised. Yeah, far more organised. Hopefully, better audio. We've had some catastrophic audio failures in the last five minutes. Um, very expensive gear. Anyway. Uh, so, how did you get your sort of start in the hunting and shooting? Um, be it be it sporting, hunting, whatever. I think living slightly rural as a kid, just shooting rabbits and possums and things around the house kind of just ticked off an interest for shooting would be the main thing. Mm-hmm. And just sort of naturally revolve into hunting later on in the team, shooting deer. And that's kind of I've always been passionate about it since, really. Yep. And what other shooting sports have you done? Is it just... So I did 20, a lot of uh, NTDA 22 as a kid. And then from that, I did a lot of clays through, unit, through college. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's that? Explain that to me. Clays? No. I don't know what they are. <laughs> We've done it. The NZDA 22, so what's the format of that? It's not really competition. It used to be a Wednesday night thing after school. You could go down there and the old guys set you up and teach you some shooting skills. And yeah. You'd shoot for points each time just for fun. Yep. This is what I was about, 9 or 10. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, nice. Was this iron sights or scopes? Or? Scopes, mainly. Cool. That's pretty advanced for the NZDA. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> and then, yeah, okay. So, what was the first precision competition you competed at? It would be Tarata in 2019. Oh, not that long ago. Not that Man, long ago. Man, you're kicking my ass already. That was a good shoot. Guts. 
Oh yeah, so so what went right and then also what went wrong? Like obviously, I think you did quite well in your first one. I did with your background in other shooting sports. Um, what went right was my prone stages. Mm-hmm. Yep, standard. And my time management, I was I was fairly decent in my time management, but what went wrong was definitely getting off my valley. So there was a sitting stage that I just zeroed it completely. Supported or unsupported? Unsupported. Yep. And uh, just getting on my knees and things like that too with some barricades and that sort of stuff definitely went wrong. And my recoil control would be another thing. Yep. Just learning those fundamentals and getting to manage that was definitely what I took away from that shoot. Yep. So what did you shoot that one with first? It's just a stock CTR 260 20 inch barrel. So that was the um, before you rebarreled it? Yes. Yep. Okay. Pretty much as it is now. What was your looking glass on top? Same on Mark IV I've got now. Oh, yeah. Yep. And suppressed into the Atlas bipod. Oh, you did, oh, a suppressor. That would have been nice. Yeah, well, a year, not now. No. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, so, so you entered with a pretty competent setup. I, yeah, definitely it was good. I knew the rifle and, and I knew you, the yeah, data. Yeah. And Which, a good, good functioning, no mag feed fan is what it was Correct, like, yeah. Nice. I'd shot it quite a lot prior to, but nothing in competition, just playing around with rabbits yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so poor, I knew, poor rabbits. So I knew the data was good, I knew the rifle was definitely a thing. And the competition sort of mindset carried over quite a bit from Clay's, which I think helped with the top pressure and that sort of yeah. stuff too. Yeah, okay, so just that, that non, that's pretty standard, a lot of guys are prone easier and then yeah. it's the, um, I mean, no wind or anything, but yeah, it's the, it's the other stuff. That was the year I competed with my lever action, I think. Yes. Did you really hot from that point though? The whole day I was like, right, right, right. You're shooting right. And he's like, oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> just, to, just, I don't know, maybe 30 30, like, to spin drift to 200 meters. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was a laugh. You had a 10 power scope on it, that. Yeah. What was on the what was on the 30 30? That was, that was on the um, pump action, actually. No, I think I had the um, Zeiss, oh, Zeiss. Yeah. It's got the uni mount, so yeah. I can chuck it on any gun and muck it oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't wasn't your best choice. Oh, it was challenge. <laughs> he beat a kid. <laughs> and then he but this is the thing though, he then won the next year. Um so So dreams can come true. <laughs> so and, and you were handloading, but obviously two sixty you kinda of got a handload. Yes. 147 ELDs. 147's got a heavy bullet. Yeah, quite hot too. I kind of wish it wasn't that hot. Mm. So that give, with that factory barrel that was giving you issues, was it? It's giving heat. Heat. Yeah, because they're like a medium contour, are they? Like a light Just, moment, yeah, yeah. So it's probably not quite enough sometimes. If you're doing 10, maybe 12 yes. rounds, it's really going to... Because um, there's the old unlimited stage at Toronto. We might do 15 yeah. or something, so yeah. it's a lot of... I think Matt took its toll when I noticed shooting higher than the day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that leads on to some of our later questions, anyway. Yeah. So, what sort of what are some of your early rifles that you end up having? What did you start out with? First rifle I saw a Millsert cut down eight by fifty-seven Mauser hunting and fishing one. No. Four hundred fifty bucks. I snapped it up. Cut down eight mil. Were you, thinking, were you thinking of dollar 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 signs? Was that the thing? Cheap. I just thought it was cool. It had a post scope. It was kind yeah. of a bit of a Millsert interest. Was it a German mouse? Like a CZ. CZ. Oh, even better. Mm. Yeah. Um, they usually shot quite well. That was actually my first one. Yeah. After that, I always had dads, well, you handed down a 308 from our deer hunting days that I used to hunt with, so I had that as well. 
Yeah, so going to that um, 260 must have been a dream after shooting oh, yeah. 8 mm 308. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch a lot of videos on YouTube and people shooting 260. I thought it looked quite cool, so I was keen yep. to get one. Yep. Expensive Creedmoor. Well, we, we, all three of us here shoot 260. Mm. As well, but it's, um, yeah. I do like it. Mm. Like, in fact, my two, I would like to rebarrel mine at some point into a, a competition game. It's a hunting setup at the moment, but it's probably similar Good to what you can. Yep. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's actually, it's funny, but like for shooting groups, it's like, shoots like the best groups out of anything I've got just small little, little yeah and I'm no group shooter that's for sure mm. and, then, and then so was the, t the 260 was sort of the first precision yes set up you had yeah and I've kind of carried that through really so I haven't it's quite used to the ergonomics of the well the beauty it's only going to get smoother too the yeah. take reaction like they're smooth they're known for being smooth and you, you put several thousand rounds through it yes and I quite like the CTR compact mags and things like that too yep yeah I can see that they're a nice compact 10 rounder eh I didn't. Well, the first time I seen one of those mags, I didn't even believe it was a ten round mag. Mm. I was like, "No, nah, it's a five. Mm. What are you talking about?" <laughs> no, look, it's ten. Um, just the cost of them is what, what um, puts me off the yeah, mag. I, um, I think I'll eventually get a chassis on it and start running some MDTs. Yeah, because then then they're a hundred dollars or something. Yeah, and you can buy three of them to the price of one. Mm. So, so if you could um, turn back the clock, would you still do that and buy that as the two sixty straight away, or would you get? Them? Because I was handloading already, yes. Yeah. If I wasn't handloading, I'd buy a Creed. Mm, okay. Exactly. No, no, I'm just saying, well, what even there? I think I was quite, I'm quite happy. I went for the ticket route and things. Yeah. And CTR. Yeah. 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 Now we've talked about that before. That they're a great option getting into it, sort of thing. Yeah, because the other box. Because the mags are ten round for a yeah. start, and yeah. that sort of carry on, and they they just they they function well. You can get those pre-fit Criterion barrels for them too. Yes. If you got a little bit of know how you can put a barrel on yourself. Mm. Although taking off ticket barrels is a nightmare. Mm. I've done it. What a it's oh, my, oh my god. I'll never do that again, I'll just send it to someone. But um and then I put a new one on and he's anyway, it sucked. No point, I'm gonna pay someone. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think will be your next type of rifle you'd end up with? What do you what caliber are you missing? I mean considering building a longer 284 for some distance for sort of for hunting open tops but I've, the more we've been talking about these longer range competitions with some maybe putting out some longer stuff out to 1400 meters i quite like to build a bigger magnum okay. would you go 30 cal or 7 or 328 or i do quite like sevens but i think with the way with a heavier bullet and that sort of distance and spotting splash i think 30 cal 30 cal yeah i like the idea of 30 cal no, no, no. Are you paid? You got to slip that in every podcast, eh? That's another ten cents. <laughs> Thanks, Browning. And Winchester. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good God. We'll get one eventually, and then we'll shoot about four boxes of ammo, and that'll be it. Correct. Yeah. So okay, so thirty cal. Thirty cal. Like three hundred win mag with PRC. Type PRC. Thing. Yeah. Nothing too big with a three two eight bolt face or anything. I don't want to start going that far. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Mark's got a semi remag and then getting that off him and getting the bolt face opened up I think you can yeah and um, I've got, I'm going to talk to Ian about it the new barrel maybe 300 Norma yeah 300 Norma Magnum it'd be cool I don't know I'm, the more I read into 300 that Norma the, the more idea. I like it like ballistically it's fantastic yeah less recoil and I don't care about energy on target because I'm not shooting animals past a certain distance anyway well, it doesn't really matter for us and then just the, the projectiles I mean I mean that's like the two thirty burgers and A tips and and up to two fifties, that's still not a dollar a bullet, they're a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty or two dollars, but it's still 
probably easier than Laporte's does. I do think we can pick up a lot of shooting skills and learn a lot more starting to push those distances and comps. Yeah, because oh, wind and stuff like yeah. this. Like, I don't think there's a lot of practical no, application to it. I think fundamentals and things like that yes. will show up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because that tiny that tiny discrepancy with what you're doing, which is fine at six hundred at fifteen hundred meters, is probably going to be detrimental. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I, think, I like that in the normal mag, and probably I've just seen a couple lately. Some of the Hardy guys, there's really working. They're running like thirty inch barrels or thirty two inch barrels, and they just man, they're hammers. And I mean, they set. This is the thing though. They set up well, mm. so straight away you're impressed by the shooting too, mm. and then. I don't know, I guess I'm a bit of a, <laughs> but, but, but I'm, I'm easy to influence when it comes to cartridges, but, but it's cool. Um, but, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with Random Mag at the moment for doing similar things and there's pretty good bullets nowadays available. So I'm hoping to replicate that sort of thing. That didn't crash out. All right, so how do you train and practice for matches now excluding what you and i've been doing for the last two days I, I don't do enough but i'm consciously wanting to do more but at home i do dry fire quite a lot mm -hmm. practice my trigger control breathing yeah that sort of stuff and get off my belly and just try to keep the reticle stable and break some shots and things so where, where do you do live fire live fire all i really have close to home is 100 meter nzda range okay so that's where i do a load development and can I want to start practicing some more seated and kneeling type things like so proficiency test yeah do they allow that there they do oh that's good because some don't some mm. are prone only mm. under baffles and stuff mm. yeah so you so you're you're limited a lot of time to 100 meters yes yep, yep. So, so, so far a lot of my practice at distance has been at competition but we'll see what we can do if I can shoot a bit more right? yeah yeah good yeah we need to up our game mark no, that's good news. <laughs> what, that, he, that he's only got 100 metres and he's beating us? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how far have you guys got? Infinite. But, well, not, but that's the thing that shows us. That's a problem, we're shooting too far. I know. But it's, even we did some, we've been doing some practice the last two days, um, playing around and doing some mock stages this morning. We'll just make them up and make a time limit and shoot them. And <clears throat> so that's good. That's good practice. And it was, it was supported positional. You used to stress a little bit, I think. Yeah, and having this time on you. But then if you're just going there, laying down prone, and just slinging bullets at distance, mm. it's like, okay, you're getting dope and wind, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's quite simple. So if having that some supported practice is... Right, so what, what are some, you know, because there's a cost involved, so what sort of training rifles can you run? Do you, do you take 22s being... Yeah, yes. For some stuff, yes. There, so there is drawbacks, but there's pluses from what I can tell. So recoil is non-existent. Mm. Even if you know no suppressors, no recoil. Yeah. But it's got a super long lock time. Yeah. So it takes so long for that, from when you pull the trigger for it to exit the barrel. So you've got to try keep still. So you've got to follow through any trigger and be solid and rowdy, rowdy, rowdy. Um So there is major benefits. I've been doing a lot with the two to three lately. Um, positional work and stuff the gun's heavier um, to be honest I could take the suppressor off and run no no break or suppressor just to try and replicate a little bit of recoil but I don't know I keep it suppressed because it keeps the neighbours happy but um, in theory I like the idea of a 308 to practice that re recoil yeah, well, as it's not it's, super expensive to shoot and it's way with the recoil's like significantly yeah. more too 
So as I was playing with mine this morning, I was kicking my ass, you know, trying to manage the recoil on the barricades compared to like a, a, a six. And it's not that heavy, that 308. probably doesn't help. Um, yeah, and it really showed with it hopping around with me. So yeah, you can do that. Obviously, there's a hard for six and six five at the moment. Even seven, it's hard getting projectiles and powder. So, but to be honest, two to three, I'm running out of bullets. <laughs> so I've got to do something there. But but that's how I've been practicing in the lead up to the upcoming comps. Is yeah. is that? Um, yeah, but two to three, I think. I think two to sorry, twenty two long rifle is probably the most cost effective. Mm. Um, you know, because a shot at a hundred meters on paper, trying to hold a steady, consistent group is not easy. Now, a consistent theme that comes out is people always say, you know, I've practiced it prone and supported, but I haven't done a lot of kneeling or anything like that. So even with a 22, there's good practice to be yes. had. Yeah. We even us practicing over the last few days, it's been supported, positional supported. So yeah. so kneeling, I'm sitting standing over a, over a tripod or something we've built, but even practicing the, the unsupported positional with slings or something that's that's even more yeah. neglected yeah you um, have to work on your um, steep angle possum shooting out of trees at short range ground <laughs> I'm sure I hit him heaps <laughs> but he fell out of the tree looked at us and then just ran off yeah. man I, I thought I should anyway yeah that was a mere thanks for bringing that up <laughs> no no but that's a good example of some of those fundamental <laughs> like, yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, man, he just he, he dropped the light, it wasted him, and then he just like stood up and then just whoosh, ran off. And, oh, Look did I hit him? There's no blood, no fur, nothing. Uh, maybe I shot the branch he was sitting on. It was a pretty long shot, though, it was about seven or eight meters. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, but a 2-2 two, two two is, is good. Um, That's good training for paper stages. Well, you, you can set up 50 metres mm. on 22 with paper and mm. just see what it's doing. I definitely think you can learn a lot from shooting paper. Yeah. Because it really does tell you the whole story of what's happening. Yeah, I don't do it enough. I do it some, and more so lately, in the, with the current shortages of projectiles. Mm. But it, it is it is the key, I think. Because we've only got 100 metres, paper's the best thing to learn from quite fast. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that has definitely carried on uh, quite a lot. Yes. That's the key. That's the key. That's why you're slipping, mate. Yeah, Shooting the steel things. Oh yeah, I hit it. But where? Which doesn't matter. Like in a competition, if it's like my last shot and I hit on the left edge, you're like, I don't care. It's, on, it's fine. That's but yeah, but like if you're shooting paper at 100, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm a minute left. Mm. Why, why am I a minute left? Or I was playing around with the craft one and I was from um, standing, supported standing. Um, I was like three minutes high. So the rifle butt, each shot was slipping down into my armpit. Rises the muzzle and... Um, so what I do in competition is just shoot high, hit high on the above the target because three minutes are like it's going to project out massively, and then I just aim low, and I'd hit it. Oh, sweet as, right? But it's bad. It's, it's bad. Whereas I should be hitting it straight away. Um, so I'm working on that a lot. Uh, but what's the uh, training regime thing? That little exercise. The craft rifle That's right, challenge. The peanut butter one. Yeah. Craft peanut butter. Yeah, That's yeah, but it's shooting. You don't involve the dog. No, it's purely shooting right. based. <laughs> yeah, that's where you went wrong. But that's a paper one. Yeah. Off various positions. Yeah, yeah. So you shoot prone, sitting, kneeling, standing. Prone, sitting, kneeling, standing. It's a cycle three times around. Yeah. yeah. So you 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 you're breaking and going back and starting again, and then. You do have anything. Mm-hmm. Only twenty twos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen a fire hundred meters, twenty two, even yeah. fifty or hundred. Yeah. Um, 
like 22 can be pretty ripped up in the wind at 100 meters if it's windy but 50 would be perfect 50's fine yeah and um just but it'll show you what your rifle's doing yeah because like i said i had these issues with it so i, I talked to simon and he came around and diagnosed and it was just just basic shit and i'm i'm not like prone it's like yeah you can shoot a tiny group prone but then it just got progressively worse the higher i went and to the point where it's just rubbish shooting but you're kind of tuned in a little bit more now yes but i've got a ways to go Re- yeah. really what i want to be able to do is hold it from say those 12 shots i want to be hold. i'd like to hold like a two inch group i'd be well happy with that so obviously my prone's going to be fine but the rest yeah. of them i'd like it in a two inch um circle like so i'm pretty happy shooter type thing. positional positional yeah, yeah. which yeah. is actually quite a <clears> feat that's the goal mm. i'm not silly i'm not thinking i'm going to shoot a just a raggedy ass hole. It sounds hard. To, it sounds easy to be a two mm shooter, but across all those stages, you're it's not. That's yeah. Um, so it's 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 about trying to pull that in, and that's something you can do too with yeah. with your hundred meter access. It's definitely the goal. Because just to paper, right? And it, like it's, I bought a um, step ladder from the Mitre Ten, like a one that folds out, and so I can do sitting and kneeling off that. Just I just chuck a um, bag on it, mm-hmm. and then for, I use my tripod for the standing. So I just sit and sit up next to each other. So you just jump through the um, the four positions and, and repeat. Um, I need to do some more of it. So we've got a major match in a month in the South Island, Mark yeah. and I and, and a few others. And then um, one, uh, two weeks after that, and then one, two weeks after that, and then one, two weeks after that. We're busy. Mm. Well, there's practice sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, look, well, we keep saying it, we've got the biggest shortage ever and we've got the most competitions we've ever had, but um, but yeah, anyway, anyway, I, I think that craft thing's worth looking at for yeah. people who haven't looked at it. It's quite popular. The guy who runs it, um, Nick Way, Nick, Nick Way, Nick, what's his name? Chris Way. Chris Way. Yeah, he hangs out with Frank Garley and that. Mm. Uh, he's he's worth, uh, worth listening to. So, yeah. so from where you're from, how many other people in the area are into this sort of shooting or getting into it, is it? In Taupo, it was only myself and my younger brother. Yeah, that's cooked, day because yeah, it is. Cause it's like an area just full of like shooting opportunities, mm. like hunting and pest yeah. control and poaching, probably. <laughs> but um, it's strange that there hasn't been more local stuff. There's off. a couple of other guys I've told that they should come out for a shoot and have a go, and they do find it. That sounds a little bit scary to them. They don't really know what they're expecting, but just I think turn up and come along. That's the hard thing. I get. Yeah. Pe- people worry they're going to come and they get their asses. It takes about three, three goes to get them to turn up. Mm. And then, I think we did it right last time. I had a, someone we did got along two shoots ago, two years ago, and they never came back because they they entered. They were, we said to go enter in hunter class. Their whole squad was in open or practical, and he said, "Oh, I might as well just do what you guys are doing." But he didn't have the gun set up for it. So oh, you got like two hits all day or something. It was not flash. Yeah, and he's shooting a magnum. But then friends of mine last time, basically, we put them in the squad with couple of us and oh they're hooked aren't they took them through it and they had a great day even yeah though, you know their scores were similar to mine or, or you can't best. expect to be out there the first time no. so. but see no. what what they did is they competed against each other mm. so because you really you only compete against yourself but they've got a rivalry and in everything they that, do that whole a couple of stages you know one of them cleaned up the other one and that sort of thing and then yeah instead, yeah, instead. yeah so one's the champ for a whole year and then one fades out yeah gets more angry towards the end of the day so, so they've actually both put together like setups for it now because they were shooting 30 or 60s and yeah. you know plenty of recoil and mm. rowdy rowdy so 
Yeah, but that's the thing. You're doing it the right way. They're in a squad with hopefully someone who can sort of mentor them, like Mark. And, right. And uh, we, we, he's used his fully completed setup yesterday for the first time, pretty much. Yeah. So. And he's just starting to learn some basic fundamentals. And, and three hits at 740 metres. In a row. Yeah. So he was, yeah, and he improved just over 20, 25 rounds. Mm-hmm. And then he lay, and then he mucked around one change, he lay back down and hit it again. Yeah. Like 20, 30 minutes later, he was stoked. But anyway, that's the whole, yeah, getting people into it. Mm. Um, it can take a, you know, and those guys have been to a couple and watched and seen what's happening. And, and Darren's still <laughs> goes, God, great, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still got a bit to learn about Mills and MOA and yeah. uh, and that. But um, His view of what dope is and what you think dope is are two different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, he was like, "We don't need dope here. What are you talking about?" <laughs> it's, a, it's a firearms code. We're not allowed. It. No, but you're right. Those getting that people coming in and getting scared off, mm. or being apprehensive to begin with, because mm. they because they they don't want to turn up and miss, and then or they turn up and have a bad day and let it let it um, get them down. Mm. Like my first event, I shot um, for a precision event. I did not particularly well at all. Didn't know what I was doing. Trying to use holdover. Like, I might hit the old 300 meter target sort of thing in Hunter, but like the 400 meters, it's just like, oh, I don't know what the frick I'm doing. You're two foot high and old. And yeah, and, and like now, I'd probably be able to like a duplex figure it out, yeah. but at the time, and it was windy, and I'd never shot that far, man. I shot like, you know, yeah. and then so, um, but I come away from it. I shot with some, some workmates who were, they were better than me, but they were still very beginner shooters. and I was like, man, I want to get good at this. I want to learn how to put that bullet. So, Michael, in the last three years, you, what were the? Because you, often you have these things where you go, "Wow, I did not know that." What were some of the biggest things you thought, man? I didn't realize that was the thing, and it actually worked. Like, I don't know. Honestly, it would be listening to some podcasts from America, yeah, and learning a lot more in depth stuff about the fundamentals of Russianship. That would be the man, the biggest thing I've learned. Yeah, yeah, that's just the simple, but the critical, and you kind of us in New Zealand a lot we just shoot for the sake of shooting we kind of don't follow as much of a process so mm. that would be by far the biggest thing that I have learned yeah, yeah. yeah. and being willing to change yes yeah. and kind of willing to try something like just find your own truths try something that doesn't quite work yeah for anything else. yeah 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 I'm the same one thing I have learned that turns out Mark's really good at cooking breakfast <laughs> <laughs> Well, wow! We, <laughs> look at he's rolling his eyes. No, 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 I'm pulling me on the stop so I don't get fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so, yeah, Mark's B and B. It's worth stopping by. But no, but it's the same thing. It's that. That's critical to to move forward. Yeah. I think you need to get that. Yeah. Squared. Body positioning, recall management, trigger control, follow through. Yeah. That's yeah. Why you shot this book? Right, good. Yeah. More so for beginner shooters, but but also advanced shooters. Yeah. yeah. Um. Listen to modern day sniper guys. Yeah. Yeah, snipers, high guys, modern that's day sniper. But it's also only. what's that? Rifles only guys, quite good. Yep, I haven't listened to their ones yet. I've got them waiting there. Um, this this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> unloaded, <laughs> critical, massive, massive information. Massive information. Yeah, do the opposite. A massive information, but in no co- coherent order. Some of it's to do with the shooting. Yeah. yeah. Um, opinion piece what about opinion you Mark piece. what's something that you've and so we've been hanging out what three or four years now yeah um oh I was probably practice no I've gone from like 
hitting the 500 was a pretty awesome effort mm. to being yeah whatever yeah yeah so I mean, it's just so much in four years or whatever it has been probably that you picked up um, probably the biggest thing I learned was around the just the the scope technology and what I just had four years ago the 3 to 9 power scope probably so mm. yep um, and actually going because you thought all this you know dialing up for different ranges you thought surely it can't work that easily sort of thing but it does mm. so yeah it sort of defies it's pretty amazing precision engineering what they do to get these things working so yeah I mean, the blister caps help a lot, don't they? Mm. Um, just keep that understanding. Why should understanding is not too hard? Yes, I, I remember being really intimidated by dialing. Yeah, same. When I like that first comp, I was thinking, because I was like, okay, I'm going to build a gun after this. Oh, I'll just use holdovers. Like, oh, because it's, it's just like what I used to do with old World War Two guns. You just like mm. hold it high or dial yeah. up this piece of steel and, and being intimidated by it. And then, then once you understand like an angular measurement, and how it works and you know, it's like oh that's, that's pretty straightforward mm. um, and then the biggest revolution was the lab radar to me yeah getting all this velocity information and realising you've got to actually redo it after the barrel's shot for a while mm. or you can't just say it's a 26 inch barrel on browning it'll be the same as a 26 barrel no so all that stuff at the same time that's not critical though I don't really measurement velocities as much you kind of if you can true at a distance you're okay yeah but there is a variation between barrels and as they speed up and yeah. like, like 500 meters that's gonna be like 500 100 feet per second to put you off target yes. on like a like a like a 400 mil target right. and, but but you know you're correct but if you want to take that shot and hit first time at say 700 meters or something having that good data or not, and not having to do as much time truing mm. like being able to just straight away true okay mm. If I could have, if I could run one of those, I definitely would. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's where, yeah, I think my gap is now is beyond 700. Yeah. It's just mm. not consistent. This is the one, and on the one thing about the radar too is it's telling you your um, extreme spread and standard deviation. Mm. It's doing all that for you. Mm. So you can make up a load, thumb stack load, validate at distance, but you, you don't know what your velocity no. spread is. No. So whether it's even worth pursuing that load and all those components and powder and which when you push that distance is so key. Yeah, and so so that it's handy. Like I use the satellite method for finding velocity nodes. Mm. I'm not. I'm just shooting at nothing. Mm. I'm just shooting bullets past the radar, obviously into a backstop. Mm. Um, or I'll just be like hitting a gong at like 300 meters, and and I'm just um, just tracking, looking for flat spots, and then I find those flat spots and develop a load off them. Mm. Moving forward, I definitely do yeah. want to look at something I can get that. that like does that. like for, for like a sort of easy to use full length size precision competition load not say thousand meters and then like sometimes i can do it in like 30 rounds of development and then and it shoots well enough to oh yeah like you can see the group size and then the uh, extreme spread and stuff and then, then i'll just shoot like a group at 300 and then i'll validate it yeah all right onto um something that always interests me is scopes so what have you used and what would what would be your ideal or on your wish on your, your bucket list to get for scopes after you've seen a few different ones so Currently, I've, I've owned two Mark IVs. That's probably been the two precision scopes I've had, loophole. Yeah. So I've got a front focal 6.5 to 20 now. It's mil mil. Yeah. Which is a good scope, but I'm definitely wanting to. I don't have a zero stop and things like that. So I think in an ideal world, I would put a bit of coin into a Carlos or yeah. something that's topping better glass and 
Zero stop and bigger revs in the tariffs. Yeah, yeah, having all that revolution in one turn is nice. Mm. Yeah, quick. It's quick and easy to track. Yeah. Mill. Mill. I do enjoy mill. Mill FFP. Yeah. Mill FFP, I think. FFP is key. Yeah, for what we do. first focus plan for sure. Yeah, because the, the two scopes I've been running the last two days haven't been there. That's just annoying. It's throwing you off a couple of times. Yeah, because I'm used to, oh, you shoot and shoot and it'll give me a, a call on a shot and um, I move it in my reticle and then, oh, oh shit, this is mm. this is second focal plan and I'm on 16. But you run a Delta rate, which I would, I think that's a nice scope. Yeah, Delta, yeah. no, that's or fine. That that's fine, I just, it's just, I don't want to be shooting my 6mm at the moment because I've only got enough projectiles <laughs> for the next few matches. Mm. Yeah. Um, yourself, right? Me, can I turn my question back on myself? Um, <laughs> you be. Are we? Is it easy? We all just want Carlos. <laughs> uh, yeah. After seeing, and I've got the little brochure that I look at now and again. And the hat. And the hat. <clears throat> yeah. So I can't walk around with the hat forever without buying the scope, I suppose. <laughs> so. But others, the new K five two five I. Yes. One that's coming out is like a, a gent, yeah, that's a dynamic long range. Oh, what a cool name! Yes, so that would be top top. <laughs> the one scope you'd ever need. Until <laughs> 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 you want a Schmidt and Bender or something. Um, yeah, I'd pick it over the Schmidt and Bender. Yeah, I think Schmidt and Bender's been left behind a little bit. Some of the night forces are nice. I'd happily well, run one of those. Mainly because they're two and a half gram dearer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The color, so that's. Well, I, think. I just think they're cool ergonomically with the yeah. on top. And but then that, I'd, I'd be happy with um, the Element Optics Titan up to have you another look through. Yeah, that's mm. an impressive on the opposite end for, of the price for, range. Yeah. Mm. yeah. For the between one and two grand range, that thing has got great glass at full for zoom, mm. you know, 25 pounds. Definitely yeah, impressive. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's where a lot of budget objects, they fade out as, well, yeah. I, shouldn't say, I shouldn't say budget because it's still a bit of money, but they fade out at past 20 pounds. You notice it in the eye box can be fussy and things too. Yeah, no, that's wasn't. But, uh, I've got the NX8 to transfer over. So Are you going to move it over? Yeah. Peer pressure. It's finally given up, which is a four to thirty-two. So it's when I really wouldn't need to get a carless one with that. No. NX8. Oh whoa! What? What's this? What, what's this logic and reason you're yeah, trying to? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind a carless for my six-five Creed for my the the one I just got the new barrel on. I think that'd just finish it Top off. It off. MDT chest, uh, the XRS, your Skypod. So if you're listening, uh, cool. parent company Swarovski. <laughs> you send us three of them. Just three would be fine. Yeah. We'll send them back, we promise. Yeah, send back, a, send back an old Simmons or something in the cupboard. No, no, but those those are super nice. Yes, um, big time. So a couple of our friends run the slightly older models. 64s. Yeah, right. I think so. Simon run one, uh, Ruan. We were playing with Ruan's one the other day, that was nice. Um, on his AI replica. Yeah. That was good. Um, that was real good, actually. All right. So what would you use for hunting? What's your ideal hunting setup? Oh. Is it what you have? It's a curveball. I do, and I've got, I've got a 284, and 17-inch ticket 284, which I do enjoy. But it's, I still... It's got the weird ping in it. It does get the weird ping in it. it. That, that's not a super bush pick. It's just a bush pick. Isn't that how it works? Yeah. I is think it, so. This is this New Zealand... So 284 is 284... 7mm. Something like something that's around that weight, two eight four is Winchester, so it's about halfway between a seven oh eight and a seven ring back. Right, but it's short action, or is your no more tickles of thing? I'll put it in the long action, so, so you, you can, can seat them out. Yeah. That makes sense. But it's quite efficient in that longer barrel. Yeah. So what's it flinging out then? Your hundred and sixty two LDs. Right. 
to yeah. 640. Okay. Right. That's pretty potent out of a 17-inch 17, 17 barrel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen it smash a goat yesterday, so pretty far away. So, so that's your current and best at the moment, I quite do enjoy the setup. Yeah. Yes. Would you change the scope? So you can dial that, but it's a little finicky. I don't have any horizontal or vertical holes. So it's dialable. So I, yes, I would change the scope. I've got like a loophole. They've got the VX5 with a mill in it. The second focal plane. So yeah. Something like that would be perfect. They'd be handy too with the, the mill in it, and then you can um, vary it for long shots. Mm. There's a couple of those, um, I've been looking, so we looking the other day, at the VX... Three HDs, the new yep. ones. Mm. Oh, that's right. We were scope salesmen. We've got CDSs on them and the zero lock. We've got the zero, yeah, with the zero lock and um, there's a you know a Christmas tree type reticle or there's something in there. And there's also one of the windage. Yeah, that's got, cool. The windage. Yeah, it's got wind hash marks, but not vertical ones. Mm. So which is yeah, it's still dials. So which in many respects, I was trying to set up someone because it's CG you're always going to dial up your distance mm. so you don't really need the mm. vertical. That's what my brother runs on his 260 for comps. Right. And he still shoots quite well. Yeah. Yeah. But he gives me a couple of options on the wind type side of things. So I've got that little Zeiss Conquest which is nice but again just a duplex reticle. Mm. But although I know it's like 2.5 MOA or something to the edges on full power so I can use it um, but again, most of these ta these scopes are limited and mm. like two turns. So like the, the, the Zeiss has got a heap of internal elevation, mm. but it only gives you like 24 minutes or something. But then you think all we really got to know is there's probably five figures to dial, you know, your three, four, five hundred. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm only using this like for hunter comps and hunting. Yeah. So yeah. I don't need to shoot past 500 meters. But it's light, but it's, yeah. think it's fair, but it's lightweight. It's, re it's lighter than the VX a little bit and um, with a smaller tube mm. and it dials easy mm. easy zero stop um, it's, it's a good little scope mm. actually there's one the other day for 800 bucks second hand I nearly grabbed it but I don't need to if I could have anything though I think I'd run a 2.5 for 20 and x8 on a hunting rifle oh yes yeah that'd be alright eh mm. solid you've got plenty of travel and you could cross over a little bit with it too mm. and you can hammer nails as you walk around <laughs> the car. yeah how, but how much are they very heavy though they're not like 25 ounces or something okay what's that in grams I'm not American Mark's on his phone Mark's our like specs guy because I never look up specs on anything yeah, it's not bad it's, it's a little bit heavier than my Mark 4 yeah but they're quite light because they're a 30 millimeter tube the NXA yes. too aren't they yeah even the big uh, uh, Mark's one 700 700 grams yep that's alright yeah that keeps you in the hunter class mm. sub sub 10 pound gun eh mm. No, I'd almost forgotten about that NX8 version. It's almost a... What are they, like four grand though? Five. Oh, they've got another bit. Mm. Yeah. Nasty. Nasty. So but then, then you can put the Schmidt and Bender Exos. Yeah, that's true. I always mention that. That's a two. We can buy another Carlos. Yeah, 318 Carlos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Top end again, old Echo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's me with my lovely Zeiss for like 1800 bucks. Just stick to the NX8 <laughs> for the ultimate yeah I don't know but then you've got a reticle at least mm. but I'm, I don't I'm not too fussed with reticles fine thing troubles would be too versatile and you'd never want to shift it onto another gun <laughs> yeah or you'd be like oh I can shoot that precision match with it with my 17 inch barrel yeah so what's the record like on that on the 284 yeah 
Because you've got to suppress that. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. suppressed bit, but you do have to really hold it to control that. Yeah. Well. Especially that short barrel, eh? Short barrel. no weight up front. Or, yeah. The scope's quite light as well, so that it, in general, you do have to really get into it. Well, then what's this? It's a Leica. It's an old Leica, yeah, 2.5 to 10. That's a good power range, aren't it? Mm. I mean, probably but not for what we were doing yesterday, but for normal. Up to 500 type thing. Yeah. Mm. And you can dial it. Um, that's a very good power range. Mm. Yeah, not bad at all. Okay, so what advice would you give to shooters who are new to precision rifle or precision rifle competitions? More competitions. Let's, we'll keep it in a competition thing. Um, if stick, you to, stick to Call of Duty. No, <laughs> <laughs> no not allowed to have things anymore. Uh, yeah. Um, it would definitely be to just play around the range a bit, get things zeroed and squared away, and trust your setup and just come to shoot because the only way you're really going to learn mm-hmm. is to kill it. if you came up to squad it up any of us would happily help a new guy out as we shoot along I think that's where you're really going to learn best and see what you're kind of getting into if yeah no that's the thing is putting your hand up saying I am new can you make sure you put me with some beginners yes yeah we had a beginner squad at, at Artiti and we had like two like highly accomplished shooters take them you don't need flash gear like some of the stuff we talk about no well. not at all and not at all so just it's honestly turning up no, I'm good at turning up to hunt a bunch of random guns. So. Well, at least you turned up with like a 260 at the last one. And it shot great. The morale one time. Three <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the best. But that was poor dope the as well. The 260's nice if, you thought if, if it came out more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't. <laughs> yep, yep, no. <laughs> no, I was happy with it. I didn't think so. I did plenty of time. Leave it at that. It actually shoots factory ammo, which is good. It's the, the, the Superformance SST stuff or something. Yeah, 129 grain SST. And it's super performance ammo, but it's, it groups. And for oh, hunting, okay. like that, just devastating bullets. Mm. So. What you mentioned about people just, just turning up and saying they're new. We've, um, one thing I've seen is if you're coming along, like have a good zero. Yes, that's what I mean by spinning that range. Yeah, time. yeah, running that range time and just like, it's, it's like shooting. And like, so you shoot your group and center your zero to the center of your group mm. as well. That's one thing I see often. Mm. Um, not happening um, and then you like you say or in, and if you can come along with your mate and we'll squad you together mm. so then you can help each other And but also we'll ideally put you with um, people who are happy to help well, we encourage everyone to help other shooters mm. but they'll lend you a bag or, or whatever and they'll they'll spot for you and, and new shooters we also allow a thing that um, your time can run over mm. like, people don't, not many people realise but like say if, say if it's Mark's first time he's, he's got his lever action and two minutes his time's up we're just going to let him finish another minute or after a stage you kind yeah. of stress out on one target say so slow down yeah. and, and I'll give I'll give him the points now if, if you're doing this we're not going to allow you to win the competition I'm like, going to write a new shooter <laughs> but if you come in and you're a, uh, an experienced um, shooter from another discipline and you're already doing well okay you don't need that no yeah. but for like new shooters and um, uh, again this is sort of sexist but lady shooters who are new to it We'll go easy on them, you know. And okay, you don't have to yeah. shoot off this ridiculous. And hopefully they take something away yeah. from it. Though. Okay, they can sh- let them shoot it prone. It doesn't matter. No. Still score them. Yes. Because because it's about encouraging them to come back. And then okay, two or three shoots in. No, no, you're not getting you're not getting it spoon fed to you now. You're getting the whole bucket poured on you, you know. But you got to yeah, like we talked about earlier. But invite them into the sport and help them and and help them with their dope and mm. give them win calls. Like now, I don't want. If, if me and Mark are shooting in a competition, I'm not going to be reading his dope out to him. No. I'm not going to be going, hold 0.8. I can be like, your, your shot was just off left edge. But I, I see that as cheating. 
But if it's a brand new shooter, he's not in the top 10, not in the top 20. Yeah, it doesn't matter because they just want give them some hits, man. All they want to hear is that ding, mm. and their confidence just goes through the roof, especially mm. like 500 meters or something. Um, yeah. What advice would you give a new shooter, Mark? Apart from shooting the hunter class, that's critical, I think, for a new shooter. Um, just bring a rifle that you're familiar with. Yeah. Yep. And you, yeah. And just recheck all your um, your zero and everything. Scope, scope. Yeah. Select the correct <laughs> select the correct program for Straylock. Find some with a torque wrench and check those yeah. 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 And I think um Yeah, just being a little bit confident in your rifle. Yeah. So so that's not the thing you're worrying about. Um and like even if you're using a duplex, guys will give you just like they'll f- figure out holdovers for you. No, and that's what we do, you know, we'd say, right, target size is that, just gonna aim a target high. Yeah. Something yeah. we'll just work at a rough Especially in a underclass, because you, you haven't got that many range things to worry about. Yeah, it's 350 to 400 metres, so and you general, can... Some of the shots are like, just past your zero and just before, you know, in mm. terms of distance, so you don't, you're basically just holding top or bottom. I would recommend, if you're running a basic duplex setup, to run a 200 metre zero. Yes. 400 comps. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then at 300 metres, man, you just like, for the 300, you just hold it high. If you've got a duplex or where it thickens and anything inside too, just aim at it. Um, yeah, I'd say that's important. Is mm. but but also come in with an open mind and yeah. if you yeah, because you will come out of it unless you just happen to be really really good. Seeing a few holes in your uh, in your sort of shooting toolbox, and some slots you need to fill. So yeah, and get familiar with the ballistics app. Yes, have a play around on some numbers. Yeah, it works. You can actually if if you if you're lucky enough, you uh, someone can help you. You can set up a a ballistic chart for a like a just your basic duplex reticle it'll give you holdovers environmentals out to even 600 meters up like nah. it doesn't matter that nah. much apart from wind don't worry yeah. about it just yeah it's so like oh it's really hot today it's like yeah probably went in a chai yeah okay that's good but yeah that's, that's, that is a good one that's coming in and, and and also one thing I'd say is maybe don't overgun no like if you've got like a 308 and a and a Seymour remake bring a 308 mm. Um, kind of want to try to learn and to spot your own shots that's critical you're not straight like straight away that we're going to help you but in the long run if you've got something that's easy to control it's going to help you even better 223 243 yeah yeah which are common yeah 223 man wicked cheap if if it's got a faster twist run some like 69 gram bullets Mm -hmm. factory ammo Uh, but but 55s out 400 meters fine yeah that was my only thing thinking 223 majority of people wouldn't have no but like no a lot not all takers now are the hell minis they're all one mates yeah it's 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 good because they're slowly just like no we don't want one twelves or 14s anymore yeah okay so what is your what are your goals for the rest of the 2021 thing so we've got several events got some room fire events which is new to you so you're going to borrow a gun off me which is cool Mm. see if you like it um we've got a couple of center fry events uh coming up what are your goals only event I'm signed up in currently mm. will be or when to shoot if when those when that opens up. Yeah. But the goal is I am more and more conscious that I want to put an effort into training and refining my off my belly stuff. Yeah. I think you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regret. You should get worse. <laughs> I just keep competing against myself and seeing if I can up my percentages. Yeah. Yeah. So try to get those percentages high because mm. you shot a 78, 79 percent or something, irregardless of very high percentage f- 
for matches Simon and I do and Mark does. So, so how long have you had the barrel on change on the two sixty? I got that just before our tapu. Okay. So, so you'll be long. running that through into this next shoot. Yes. Yep. You should have that for a couple of years. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, easy. No, no, I'm saying. So yeah, you're not making any changes to that. So no, yeah. no. I probably will get a stop if I can money and stop. Yeah. Um, but I just want to keep trying to learn and refine my technique. Is yep. the, the goal, so it's definitely a thing try, continuously. Try push up to 80%. Jeez, that's a high number. And, and practical, it's an incredibly high number. But you weren't far off. No. Yeah, that's, it's not, it's not appropriate. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Mid-60s, you're fine. You've, you've dethroned poor old Mark. Although you've still uh, in, in placed incredibly well in all the last competitions, mm. excluding the rimfire. Imagine what the NX8's in today. Wow, yeah. So Mark, we've talked about before, but Mark runs a bench rest scope on his comp gun. It's a, it's a real bag of wieners, that thing. Man. God, it's horrendous. Nightfall, just because it's got nightfall through another side doesn't mean it's, it's what you need. It will die repeatedly. Yeah. It does, well. Yeah, that's true. I still want to put it on. I feel sorry for it. Put it on your, um, we'll put it on the 300 blackout. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's sick of fucking pain. Oh, it doesn't have reticle, dang it. No. Yes, yeah, no. Know. Remington 308 Excellent. tactical there. There's a chassis for that gun on Trabe for like 50 bucks. For what? That Remington 308 of yours. Really? Yep. Anyway, we'll talk about that afterwards. No, it's, <laughs> it's not bad looking. But yeah, it's um I think that'll make a huge difference. Just it'll yeah, it'll, it'll I think that'll actually be mm. not quite a game changer, but a definitely uh, maybe in a better bipod. No, you'll be fine. <laughs> no, I'll <just> keep <laughs> out of this. Put the NX8 on the Ruger 300 blackout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's good. But you, but you, you just want to keep placing well and getting those high scores and yes, consistency if I can solving the problems. Well, just keep working away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my thing. So I've had a, a, an okay result, well, good result, and then I want to keep getting, you know, instead of like making those stupid mental mistakes, mm-hmm. it's just mental, oh. just rubbish, just absolute childish mistakes. Honestly, it's the hardest, but especially if you're shooting well and you're putting pressure on yourself. Maintain that. You don't remember the awkward warriors of the Irish shooting. No. I thought that was our year. That's what you and Scotty told me the other day. Have a red hot game and then. And everyone's like, yeah. Get destroyed by an easy big team the next week. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, so one thing we, uh, at the recent RT Long Range Challenge, you shot day two at my encouragement Mm. to the point where I even gave you a spot, but with your number 14. Um, So this is a post-war is Rayleigh number 14 yeah. so 303 Second World War era sniper rifle so manufactured by the Brits during the, during the Second World War but after the war was given his aid to, to Israel Israel uh, and set up that's funny rifle. though given his aid because they like to terror attacks until they got given the country mm. anyway and then here, 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 here and all there we're not here to talk about history but so the Israelis they become a country they got attacked by their nations around them it's yeah. not going to be the most popular no, but none of them talk to each other and they got they beat they but, beat the Arab nations. But so this gun's out of that conflict, which is very interesting. How was how was the number four? So you shot hunter class, so four hundred meter? Yeah, for, it was oh, it was just enjoyable. It's cool to have it out there and have people have a look at it. Yeah. So it doesn't always get out of the safe enough. No. I just it was just fun to do. I actually shot quite well some of those first stages. Yeah, man, the first like three or four stages, I was like, man, you're gonna you're gonna post a high score with a number four. Sure not. Yeah. And, and then it sort of fell apart at the end of the day a little bit. The shot with a no shoot, probably. Yeah, yeah, and then um, it, but yeah, it did fall off a bit. But it was just cool to have it out. Yeah, agreed. I I I 
using my powers match director squatted myself with you on the Sunday yeah and but also like Simon took some wicked photos of mm. a man like it just photographs cool mm. um, for those guys that are into that older stuff and, and, and to see that historic thing actually used and not just used like gently on a range it was pretty neat I mean we there's one stage where you're like can I not put it on that part of the prop because it's real scratchy so yeah you're fine because you're not competitive on the Sunday anyway and you mm. moved a bit just to protect the wood but yeah, that's cool because these guys around that are interested in it as well, so we give them a shot with it. Yeah, at the, yeah, the end of the day, I mean, who gets to shoot a World War II sniper rifle? Well, like, a, like, okay, we build these precision rifles, but this is a fair income sniper rifle. Mm. Um, and and, shoot, and, and well. being that it went through Israel, was definitely, definitely served. So, mm. um, and it does shoot pretty good. Mm. We, we were having a bit of a part of it this morning, into about 700 metres. So, um, I think it was just cool, cool to bring it along, yeah, I think. Eh? Yeah. No, it's good to see it. The scope the size of a cigarette. <laughs> it is and now. It is what three point five or four pound. About three, I think. Three, like man, even at like we're shooting at seven hundred, and that's at a four hundred mil target. You like it's you're tiny. putting yeah, like the this it's, but it can be done. We but it? it's, it? it's not easy. Um, but but it was but again scope technology from eighty years ago. Mm. What do you expect? Mm. It's not like like the cheapest air gun scopes are better than mm. these scopes. As odd as that is, um, and just, that's just fixed on one zero, eh? It's just no, nah, it's got a BDC built into it. Really? It's, yeah. Hundred meter increments. Hundred yard increments. Ah, wow. uh, yeah, that's right. That's um, yeah. So it'll be like what, like in twenty windage as well. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is like rep, like well, like common now. Now it's like oh, left hand windage. Oh, why did we do that before? Yeah, and I think it's is it twenty five meter clicks, yard clicks. Yes, and the windage is about a minute per click type thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just held the wind. Yes, okay, to be honest, I could only just make out the target. Yeah. At seven hundred, even at two hundred, like a little two hundred mil disc at two hundred, still a bit like, oh jeez, <laughs> the reticle covers it. Mm. Yeah, that was it. Was cool, and it was cool to see it in competition. Um, I doubt we'll see that happen very often. That kind of thing, but no. I don't. I this first time I've seen a three hundred three in a in a precision style event. <laughs> it's probably the first Iron time. Sights, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. The targets aren't that big, are you? No. Yeah. All right, well, that puts us at about an hour, are we, Mark? Yep, good 55 minutes. Perfect. Getting up there. All right, well... If you do your, your um, closing stuff. My closing stuff? All right, well, any sort of last thoughts from you? Any feedback from our... Oh, we, no, we did have some feedback. We did have some feedback. Um, someone said the audio is really good and they're enjoying it. Okay. Yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. There you go. And that's about it. <laughs> I, I should check our ratings. We may have moved up the... Uh, these are on sports podcast teams. <laughs> gained five listeners. Yeah. 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 Just for the, any of the episodes you couldn't hear. Yeah. Hopefully this one works. So, yeah, any of the last things from you, Mike? No, it was just cool to come on and here we are. Come down and have a play on yeah. TD when it's not um, a big competition. Yeah. i the pigs didn't turn up. No, no. The pigs have gone extinct around here. Another time. Another time. We shot some possums. Yeah, anything from you, Mark? No. All right, well, everyone, thanks for listening to another one of our uh, rambling episodes. Hopefully, this one was a bit more interesting with a guest. We have plans for several more people in the future. It's just sort of um, locking in times and schedules and and all that. But uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. And their appearance fees as well. Appearance yeah. fees, yeah. That's why we that's why we can't finally lock in Simon. Yeah. <laughs>